Hi, okay. Jen. Hi. So this is Two Sisters Health, and we've taken a little bit of time off, um, probably mostly due to my injury. Um, I don't always talk totally about my life on this because it's not about me, it's about others. But um, I recently crashed on my mountain bike and broke my pelvis. Mm. That's the new background. I'm at my parents' house in their basement. <laughs> It's totally what happens um, at points in your life. Sorry. So I'm Rachel, and this is my sister. I'm Jen. And we're Two Sisters Health. So we decided maybe this episode we would talk about illness and injury, since I'm currently suffering with an injury. Um, and if you really think about it, there are two sides of everything, the yin and the yang. And there's optimal health, and then there's suboptimum or injury or illnesses that come up. So currently, I've been dealing with an injury, and it came at a particularly bad time for me because I had all of these great things planned uh, rafting, I was going to go up to Canada, um, and and you're Thanks. off of work this summer. That's that's a very key piece of this story is that it was the day after Rachel and her partner closed their practice forever. Um, and she had kind of a gap summer period before starting a new job in the fall. And the next day she sustained her injury. The timing of it was just like, what? No. <laughs> Predestined? I don't know. It was weird. The next day, my first day off. Um, and not like, you know, a sprained toe or ankle, but like a double fractured pelvis. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Poor terrible. Rachel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, unfortunately, when I did it, I was still out on a pretty remote trail. So the the extra was that I had to bike about five more miles to get back to my vehicle. And of course I didn't know what was going on at the time in terms of injury, but I knew it hurt a lot. <laughs> Something was wrong, um, but I made it back. And how long did it take you from the fall to getting to your car? Well, you know, that's interesting because when we got to the car, I thought that we'd probably, it was about a 20 mile bike ride and, uh, and it's a mountain bike ride on single track. So those, it's not like a road bike ride. If you're familiar with those, those are pretty quick, but they say to expect about four hours because it takes a while. That would probably be stopping to have lunch and stuff. It was only like three and a half hours, I think, by the time we got to the car. Car. Wow. So we must have been making pretty record time um, by the time we got, by the time I got injured, because it, there was, it felt like an hour, maybe it was shorter before my friends realized I wasn't with them and they came back to find me. And the trail is pretty much a downhill mountain bike trail. So they had to go straight uphill to get back to me. Um, so it took a while and then we all worked to get me out. I mean, I rode and walked and rode and walked, but I couldn't ride like normal. And it was really rocky and parts where I couldn't ride my bike over it because each bump was like torture. And uh, 
I was really afraid of falling because mm -hmm. um, I, I said, you know, I can't fall. I, I know I can't fall. And in hindsight, had I fallen and hit my pelvis again, it could have been unstable and dangerous. But um, at the time, I didn't exactly know what my injury right. was. And um, I just knew I couldn't fall. So it was kind of slow because of that. When I think back, though, I was riding pretty fast back to the car for not being able to fall. You know, like yeah. the gravel was kind of loose and we're going downhill in sections. And I was probably going, I mean, oh, I just, I'm just glad I didn't fall. And now I'm on crutches. I'm on my fourth week on crutches, um, which has been not awesome. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to stay optimistic about it, but if you really want to know all the details, um, it's not great. Like my shoulders hurt, my hands hurt from the crutches. It's funny the things that um, you don't think about. You think just, oh, it's going to suck to be on crutches, but actually it's physically kind of exhausting. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I'm actually week three plus. So I'm hoping by week four, which will be this Friday, I can move on to um, a cane and just go slow. Mm -hmm. Hopefully by yeah. six weeks, I'll be doing most things. I won't be mountain biking because I right. should take a crash probably for at least two months, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which to some people might sound really soon. Um, just, you know, if you haven't sustained an injury like that, but so for someone who is as active as Rachel is, um, you know, something like we preach movement, move your body, oh. be active, be, you know, do whatever you enjoy doing that you'll be likely to do again and again, and that you'll look forward to. And when you injure yourself, you know, that takes that completely off of the table. And so I wonder, Rach, if you would be willing to talk a little bit to that. I've had injuries years ago. I haven't had a recent one, thankfully. Um, but it really just, you know, takes all of your expectations and like a tray of food and does <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, here's me life. Now, what's you going to do with that? That's a great um, comparison to where I was before. I was like, mm, 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 and that's just a wham. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I'll, it might as well be a little bit more about this. So after the crash, you know, I got back to the car, which was pretty much torture and then went home and got in bed and laid there for two days, <laughs> Right. really not getting up for anything. And then by the, it might have been the second or the third day, I realized I needed to go get x-rays. I was kind of hoping that I just had a really bad muscle contusion and that in a few days it was going to be better, but it wasn't. It was probably worse because all the swelling and had set in. Um, I had in the back of my mind that I might have fractured something, my hip or my pelvis, but I felt like if I could ride to the car, five miles that there right. was a good chance how bad could it be broken. um so i finally went and one of my good friends who's an emergency room doctor was like you know if you can't walk in two days you need to go and have x-rays so i went and had x-rays in my hip and pelvis and it turned out i have a fracture in my pubic bone which is in front of my pelvic ring so the pelvic ring is like a circle 
and um, it's pretty stable for the most part. Um, it's actually three bones, two pubic bones or with the iliac crest and then a sacrum. Uh, and they're joined in the center by um, cartilage and ligaments and then the back with the sacrum, same thing. And so you have these one, two and three bones that make up the ring of the pelvis. So it's a bony structure that's connected by ligaments and cartilage. And then uh, it forms a circle. So when I hit, and actually your hips go in on the side, kind of where my hands are. And think of my wrists maybe mm -hmm. as femurs, actually. It's kind of a good analogy. Um, so when I hit, I hit on the side of my hip because I my bike slid out sideways and I went down on my hip. So I didn't actually hit where I fractured. When I hit, my pelvis compressed, so like this. And when it did that, um, there were two weak points. And one actually is where my rubber band is here. And the other was in my sacrum. So I fractured in a straight line in my pubic bone on the bottom or anterior, kind of be in your crotch, so to speak. And then in my back, in my sacrum. So if you reach behind you and you kind of feel right at the base of your spine, um, that's where all my pain was really. I didn't even feel the one in front, but I fractured in two places. And uh, so I went and had an x-ray and then we found out that I fractured in two places and uh, that was depressing. And they suggested, of course, I'm my own worst patient. They suggested that I see an orthopedic surgeon <laughs> and get a CT scan. But I was like, gosh, I don't, I really didn't have that much pain. I only took ibuprofen. Um, I was feeling, I had a fair amount of pain at that point, but it was less than I would have expected for a couple of fractures. Long story short, I researched the medical literature. It looks like everyone kind of disagrees on pelvic fractures. Mine looked very stable. Um, so I wasn't going to do surgery. I knew that because I was feeling reasonably well. And if I needed to, eventually I'd make that decision later. So um, I just stayed home and in bed, I read some studies that suggested with a lateral compression fracture like that, three weeks of non-weight bearing to let it heal. And then you could start putting some weight on it. And so this week I went down to one crutch as soon as I hit three weeks and I've been kind of crutching around with one and I still have pain, but it's not horrible. Um, and, you know, I'll hopefully go to a cane next week. But, you know, with mobility, interestingly, those first couple of days I was in bed, I kind of was laying on my back and then on the good side and back, good side. I iced constantly, but I still moved my lower extremities, even though I wasn't getting out of bed. I did the push pulls with the ankles and I mm. moved my legs as much as I could because one of the high risks with this fracture in particular is blood clots. Mm -hmm. And um, so even though I've not been very mobile, I've been crutching like crazy, which is probably why I'm having so much pain in my armpits and in my wrist. <laughs> and now I'm swimming too, because I can swim because that's non-weight bearing. I just don't kick very much. I mostly yeah. use my arms. I wonder. Um, and I'm actually yeah. going to go swimming this, later this morning um, just because I need exercise. So yeah. in that way, I still think that mobility is super important. The other thing is um, they say that a little bit of weight bearing, if you have a stable fracture, which I do, uh, 
Can when you, you say that you have a stable fracture, can you explain what that means? Well, my pelvis wasn't displaced like this. So, you know, that ring, it didn't look like this. It looked like this. There was a fracture all the way through, but it was not moved at all. And mm -hmm. only the anterior fractures of the pubis are stable um, if they're not displaced. And then the mm -hmm. sacrum, the sacral fracture uh, in the back, we didn't do a CT scan, so you couldn't see it all the way, but the sacrum, the lines of the sacrum were not displaced. It was kind of in the middle. So what it looked like was a compression fracture. Um, and that I, I'm actually kind of assuming because I didn't get a CT scan, which is this typical standard of care for that. Um, I don't, I'm not giving medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't. So uh, I'm assuming it's stable. And the lack of pain that I have, I've been up and moving around. So a lot of the studies, though, show that early ambulation actually improves bone mm -hmm. healing as long as you're not doing an excessive amount. So putting a little bit of weight on the leg encourages the bone to um, put the calcium and you know structures in place. But I would not be running. I wouldn't do anything that was at risk of falling. Um, you know, I'm being real careful and Mm -hmm. living. And yeah. my mental health needs that. So I think, okay, we talked about all the physical stuff, right? What about the psychological aspect? Yeah, it's right. A whole other beast. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Completely. I came home because my mom is great. And she was like, I'm coming to get you. And she's helping a lot with my daily needs and it's yeah. been really nice because the city is somewhere I can go there are wheelchairs and right I've been to the art museum the zoo uh OMSI uh what else I don't know we went to a lake where there were we nice paths and I crutched to a chair and then sat but you know that's the mental health aspect right mm -hmm. yeah it's still and summer it's hard to be bound in summer, especially when you're an outdoor sports person. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of plans. Yeah, yeah. They're just getting kind of reworked right now. It just, I can't change it. You know what? That month of meditation probably really helped me. Mm -hmm. there for Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of acceptance. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, different and things in one's life really... Um, uh, point out the importance of being flexible and adaptable, and certainly an injury is one of those things. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm, like if you get to our age, you've had at least a couple of experiences in your life that force you to do that. But when you're younger, sometimes that first time can be really devastating. Well, and I'm extremely fortunate um, that there are safety net programs like the state of California has some disability. If you get injured, we talked about in Oregon, um, there isn't such a thing. Yeah. I didn't so know that. Until if you, you get hurt, you're just no income if you can't work, which yeah. I don't know, three months, like this injury is supposedly takes about three months to recover from mm -hmm. what would you Right. If I you know. know where you're on your feet like I am. I know. You would be hopefully you have people who can help support you if you can't afford it on your own. Mm -hmm. The yeah. importance of relationships. 
<laughs> it's important to have relationships. We were at the park and the zoo and I had this thought, you know, of these moms that had little kids and close in age. And I was like, oh my gosh, if my kids were that little when this happened, yeah, I know. it would have been a nightmare. You can't know. hold them. You can't do anything. Right. Yeah. Luckily, they're old enough that they can do most things for themselves with assistance. But was- And they're old enough to understand mom is injured and can't do all the things. I know. I remember that was sort of a rude awakening when... I had my first child. It was just like, oh, I can't get sick or hurt myself. Like that's devastating to, you know, as a person in charge of caring for um, someone who can't take care of themselves, you're, you know, that's everything. Or you have to have a lot of support. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Because for me, even with having kids that are semi-independent, um, Zach, my husband has been helpful. My mother has been helpful. My mother-in-law mm-hmm. and for the first days, uh, my family left town for a week because we had a trip plan that I was supposed to go on. Talk about being flexible. And, uh, <laughs> I had friends who came over and brought me dinner yeah. and I had a friend who came and weeded my garden. Thanks, Jen. That's a good friend. That's a good friend. Yeah. So you know, you cultivate these things because you want to, but then when you have a setback like this, they come, they spring forth like tenfold from what you would normally need them for, use them for, which most of the time is just enhancing your life and sociability, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting too, um, electronic communication and connections and relationships have become much more prominent, of course, in recent years, not just due to the pandemic, but in general, prior to that even. Um, But there are limits to what remote relationships can do for a person. That's a good point. You know, I work 100% remote for my job. I have not been, I used to work in the office until 2013. Ever since then, I've worked with the same team, but from 2,000 miles away, and I'm able to do you know, pretty much everything my job requires with very rare exceptions uh, electronically, but you know, you still are a physical person. You still, you know, need to have physical needs. Yeah. Computers. Right. Right. It's interesting. There are very uh, strict limits with how much you can get remotely and electronically and Food. Not in real time. Yeah. You still got it. First couple of days or the first week or two. I couldn't bring myself food in bed and I couldn't yeah. eat food for my kids. Yeah. That, and if there was no one there to help, I don't know what I would have done. Be hungry, I guess. Yeah. I wouldn't have died probably. <laughs> right. I have enough to live off of. <laughs> so when that intermittent fasting. You don't have that much to live off of. <laughs> A couple weeks, probably, (laughs) as long as I had water. Yeah. So you had, you did tear your ACL. Okay, so mine was a devastating injury. I couldn't do anything. It's going to be with me for a while. Uh, I will recover. I'm still on a mountain bike. Uh, It had been a long time since I'd had an injury. I think since my knee surgery, which was Mm. 
It was a long time ago. Years ago, 20. Because mm. it was right when I met Zach and we've been. In the previous century? And, uh, no, I mean, the last injury I had. Yeah. Was, I think, my knee when I had knees. It was in 19 something. Oh, got it. The previous century. I think it was in 2000. Oh, interesting. Okay. Year 2000. Um, so I've been pretty fortunate. I mean, I probably had little hiccups. Right. There, but right. nothing that was really devastating. Um, but you recently mm -hmm. did have an injury, but it didn't take you off your feet. You couldn't. Thank goodness. Anything. Yeah, I was pretty lucky. Um, the first one was a foot. I fractured my foot. Yeah, I've had two. I fractured my foot, but weirdly, I didn't know that I had fractured my foot because the pain was not that intense. And so I just thought I had like a soft tissue injury. And then we x-ray, I went, finally went to the doctor and he x-rayed it and, um, oh, you broke your foot a long time ago and you kept running and dancing and walking on it. And was so, I with you? I think you said you did it oh, in the yoga. It class. might have been. Well, we're not exactly sure when it happened, but it may have been <laughs> a fitness class that you and I took together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was several years ago now. Um, anyway, but I was actually able, I was put in a boot at that time. And so Alex was pretty young. He was like young preschool age. Um, so he still physically needed a lot of care, um, but I was able to walk. I wasn't off of my foot. So that was good. Cause I, I mean, the damage was kind of done. We were, we put me in a walking boot that I wasn't supposed to walk a ton in just to kind of hold the position uh, steady to see if maybe. And you were contemplating help. surgery, I think. We talked about it. Yeah. Um, and I went and got a second opinion. The, the first doctor was kind of like, it's up to you whether you, you know, if, if you're having pain and it's intolerable, surgery could, you know, give you a better outcome, but it's up to you. Um, and so we were talking about it and I went and got a second opinion and he was of the mind. He suggested waiting another three months. At the time I was having some pain. And so I was like, mm, okay. Um, I sort of, opt for less intervention when possible. That's kind of my default. I'm not a high intervention person. So I was like, okay, I'm willing to. And sure enough, it was like, oh, I can totally live with this. And I mean, I wasn't anxious to be out of commission and go through a big surgery recovery if I didn't have to. And I've had no trouble, thankfully, with that foot. The only trouble I have occasionally is if I wear a shoe that is too tight, I can't. It's not an option because it hurts. Um, because the, it is a, the, there is no union in that bone. It's just two pieces now that sort of coexist on the, alongside the outside of my foot. But in general, it doesn't bother me. I do everything I want to do and it's no problem. Um, and I also killed my ACL. It popped off uh, in a dance injury a couple of years after that. So whatever, just, you know, but again, um, I opted to not do surgery. I did physical therapy instead at the suggestion of trying that first, if I wasn't in a huge hurry to run to get the surgery. Um, it's like, if you wait and you decide to get it later, there's nothing saying we can't do it later. So, you know, if you want to wait and see how it goes, um, and I've never had to get surgery for it. And how is it? It's better. Um, 
early on, I would say I had the occasional instance where I would feel a little bit unstable because I am, I lack a tendon, you know, that most people have. And so my knee would kind of, you know, it would, it, I could feel it go out of place a little bit. It doesn't happen very often. Um, and less often now than it did before. I do notice at times that I'm very low on exercise. I do kind of have to keep leg strengthening stuff in my mm -hmm. regular rotation of exercise and activity to keep right. my leg muscles around my knee strong. Right. Um, but I don't do anything other than remain active, dance, you know, take mm -hmm. a strengthening class That's once awesome. a week. It keep and I don't have trouble. I can do that. I mean, if I was a skier. If I was a soccer player, it would probably be a very different story. Mm -hmm. But since the things that I enjoy doing, I jog, but I'm a light jogger. I do it once or twice a week. I never run more than three miles. Um, so if I was a long distance runner or a really serious runner, it might be a different story too, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, and I can dance, no problem. But That's great. Yeah. If I, I was always think and, surgery is great that we have it right but last last resort yeah yeah and i've had friends who injured themselves within a year or so after mine when you have an injury right you pay attention to everything happening in of that course. world i looked everything up i checked in with friends people reached out oh i saw you injured your knee i have the same injury um and most of the people i knew had gotten surgery interesting um, yeah and one person who got surgery had a not a great outcome. That was a real bummer for her. And it kind of, you know, it was tough. It was tough. The other people had great outcomes. No problem. You know, it's But were they any quicker to return to function than you? Well, they had to take that recovery time out. So you kind of, you have to start the clock over. You and I have talked about that. When you do decide to go for the intervention after a little while, you start the clock over and you're, you know, you have to start over with recovery, with physical therapy, everything. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean, they're more serious, especially Athlete. the one person I'm thinking of. She's a pretty high intensity athlete. She's younger than I am she plays soccer. And so if I was like her, I probably would have opted for, um, but I was already close to 50 by the time I injured myself. I'm an active person mm -hmm. at that age, but um, you know, I'm not a soccer player. I'm not a skier. I don't intend on skiing. Well, I had my ACL repaired. That was yeah. my injury about 20 years ago. And it was, it was a long recovery. I had a my hamstring was what they used, which I guess they'll only do when you're really young. I was trying right, That's what I've heard. Yeah. And I was, a, I was a snowboarder, avid snowboarder. And so they said, you know, if you want to return to that level of function, you should do it and you should use your own tendon. I think they have better surgeries now. That was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I was really fit. Like, you know, snowboarding six hours a day, most days. Um, when I did the surgery, I was very serious. I got right in the gym. I did physical therapy exactly the way they told me. I yeah. went every day. It took me like a year and a half to get back to normal. It was crazy. It was so That's much tough. longer than I could have believed it. Would yeah. yeah. I tried to go back to sports at three months and I ended up in a, with a second surgery. 
because oh. I was so swollen that my surgeon said, oh, we're not even going to image it. You probably retore it. Let's just go back in. And uh, we, I went in, I woke up and he's like, I don't know. There's nothing. Oh. He's like, I think you're just overdoing it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. He said, yeah, we cleaned up some maybe scar tissue from the surgery, but there was nothing mm -hmm. to fix. And then I took it more easy and it took a year and a half anyway. Yeah, it's tough. It's definitely injuries for me have been a big lesson about patience and acceptance um, because they really make you take all of your plans and that tray of food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I am getting quality family time. I'm with my kids all the time and um, I can't even escape for things, so they just keep me all the time to themselves. They gave me this little time to come and make a video with you. Yeah, I'm impressed that we haven't seen them come in on the side there. They've been running around outside looking in the window. and Oh, that's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, injury and, and health, they're like two, two sides of a coin. And everybody's going to confront it at some point. Hopefully it's an injury and you can get over it. Sometimes illnesses. Yeah. Right. You don't, you know, uh, especially if you have something like cancer that comes up, which, you know, I'm 47, Jen, you're 51. One. So mm -hmm. this is the time in our lives where we're starting to have friends. Yeah who are getting sick with things. Yeah. And I'm just really grateful that this is something I'll recover from. Yeah. I mean, I've had to put all my plans on hold and reevaluate, but not as much as I would if I had a chronic illness. So yeah. Um, staying, keeping it. Everything in perspective. Right. Totally. Yeah, it's true. So we have been kind of out of range, I think, for like a month because of this. Yeah, yeah. And so we'll start being more regular with our um, podcast. We actually have one in the vault, so to oh, speak. Oh, that hasn't released? Yeah, the swimming one. Oh, I didn't So I know. might release that, and then we're going to try to work on getting, or we actually have some um, interviews lined up. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be doing, so... Um, good to see you again yeah, you too you and too and nice seeing you this these i know more often in person while you've been here mm -hmm. lovely i'm sorry for the reasoning but me too but it's yeah. all good but the time together is good so if um if people have any things that they want us to review in particular mm -hmm. to send a note i have a website scotthealth.net and uh i believe if you're on this you can link right to my website, which will have the email that we use. So mm -hmm. send us any information Perfect. you might yeah. um, want us to research because we'll be working on getting some interviews and looking into different topics. I'm uh, working on my doctorate right now and I have to do a research paper for it. So I'm doing hormone therapy. So if anybody has any questions, that will probably be something as I'm doing more and more research we should talk about because there's a yeah. lot of misinformation and debate with hormone therapy some people think it's better to do and some people don't and there's risk factors so uh, it's complicated i have people 
all the time coming into my practice wanting to know what the right answer is. And Mm -hmm. really when it comes to hormone therapy, there is no right answer. Mm -hmm. You just have to make that decision based on what your risk factors are and what your needs are. So we'll probably talk about that at some point. Yep. Sounds good. Okay. Well, do you have anything you want to add, Jen? No, I just hope you keep healing, healing more and more. Me too. All right. Well, be safe, everybody. Don't yeah. go. Don't fall on your bike. Don't crash on your bike. All right. Um, love you, Jen. Love you too. Two sisters and health. Two sisters health. We'll see you again next week. Okay. Bye, Rach. Bye. Bye.